0: Welcome to MPO Sports Podcast, it's the 28th of October and it's 8.16pm and we're here at the table of uh, MPO Central and we're recording, so I've got Aaron and Jeremy with myself, Tim, and we have a special guest that I will introduce very shortly. Now just just want to start off my regular little bit of the torment. Now, originally, I was going to probably slag off um, Richmond for the Guard of Honour because I hate Guards of Honour. I'm tea when it comes to um, banners and, you know, 50-game milestones and kids going through banners, that sort of stuff, but that's not going to be my rant because I changed um, the angle. I was reading a Facebook post yesterday, and it was comparing Magic Johnson and LeBron Jones, which, yeah, it's quite fine. They're both Lakers now, that sort of thing, and... Oh, I thought that was fine. Did i read through the comments. What is it with MJ fans? Seriously, what did he have to do with the discussion? Seriously, what? Every time, it doesn't matter who they're comparing. Some Muppet types in, MJ's better. Who cares? He wasn't in the discussion. Let it go, MJ fanboys. All right, that's enough. Anyway, so as I said, I'm um, here with Aaron and Jeremy. How are you going, lads? Yeah, good, Tim. How are you? A lot better. I forgot that off my
1: chest. Jeez, it got you to. feel better,
2: mate?
0: I do a little bit better. Yes.
1: got a bit loud there for a minute. I was a bit, bit worried. <laughs> I didn't know how far you were going
0: to go with that. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. So before we hit the ball rolling, I'll introduce our special guest. We have Craig from Kick Down the Corridor joining us tonight. How are you, Craig?
3: I'm good, fellas. How are you? Excellent, mate. That MJ thing might have stood for Magic Johnson.
0: Nah, that nah, was definitely, <laughs> it was definitely a Bulls supporter. Oh, yeah. I've noticed that the terminology is usually just Magic, not MJ. So, MJ. yeah, uh, but... I was thinking
3: about it. I was thinking about it last night. All these people on posts comparing Tom Brady better than Bill Belichick on his own. You know, jumping teams. If that guy was LeBron James, they would have hammered him by now. Yeah,
1: that's probably a fair call, actually. Mm. Yeah, he would be. He'd be all over
0: it. Certainly would. Anyway, we'll have lots of NFL discussion in our USA sports. So we'll hit, we'll hit it running. Um, and our first topic of discussion is AFL versus NRL Grand Finals. And we posed the question to our panel, who did it better? Uh, GS Grand Finals as spectacles.
2: Um, in ter- in terms of entertainment, the NRL have a bit of a head start on the AFL in terms of doing night grand finals, so they're much more experienced at it, and just as a, as a general rule, um, when you watch the AFL Grand Final, and then you watch the NRL Grand Final, and you see the entertainment on both shows, you can tell the difference because the NRL do it <clears throat> far better. Than the and they
0: do tend to um, stick with Australian artists traditionally too, don't they? Like I'm, I know they've had Tina Turner yeah. or that in the past, but predominantly like they've had Cold Chisel, and, you know. They
1: almost had Billy Idol one time. <laughs> almost had Billy Idol.
2: <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah, yeah, they... It, NRL are streets ahead in that in that department, the AFL. That's
0: there. in history. What about um 2020?
2: Um, the, again, the NRL, the AFL threw a bit of a curveball. But the, what was the name of the band <coughs> at Tour? Oh,
1: no, I've got no idea. See?
0: They had, the had Shepard. Band. Shepard. They had Shepard at halftime. Who, who Woody and oh, I, I had band. a discussion with and he hates them, but I actually, as far as modern music, don't mind Shepard myself.
2: Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so it shows my knowledge <coughs> of Shepard. Uh, But, yeah, the NRL had, what was her name? Amy Shark, yes. They had Amy Shark as uh, as their their entertainment and uh, her songs were not too bad, but the production value was a lot better than the AFL's. In my opinion, I'd rather
0: see
1: Geelong. <laughs> as far as the games go, as um, spectacles, know, um, I don't think we were let down by either of them. Really, I think um, they're both yes. both worthy of a grand final. I think, but just when when Richmond put the foot down, Geelong could <coughs> be a game with them.
0: I think on the Richmond game, I in-box, we were inboxing boxing, um, not in the group one actually, because we didn't want to offend you with our comments about the game because your team was playing, Jeremy. But <clears throat> I do recall um, I said first goal, third quarter is your
1: winner. Yep. And it definitely panned out that way, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. When they put the foot on the throat and yeah. um, they couldn't go with them. And then in the NRL, it was quite the opposite, really. <laughs> Just you know, there was a comeback on the cards and another couple of minutes, and you might yeah, have seen yeah, a different yeah. team lifting the trophy. Had the
2: game gone another couple of minutes. Yeah. The, uh, mm. the Panthers had a lot of momentum. A lot yeah. of momentum. So, all right. And the the storm of mine
0: too big. We're talking talking who did it better this year in one word, all three of us. Jeremy? NRL. NRL. NRL.
3: Craig? AFL, I didn't see the NRL one. Yep. Um, I heard the music was bad. Uh, The AFL, they drag out, what, Wolf Mother? Uh, And, yeah, Shepard, I forgot who their name were. Haven't they got anything new to sing?
0: Oh, look, <laughs> seriously, when you have two songs that are as um, catchy and repetitive as the two they played, I thought oh, they were always going to play it anyway.
2: I think if you're only doing a, a short set of yeah, a, you a play sport, your two, a sports a bit. You, you play your two with, anthems. You go with your tried and true numbers yeah. Yeah, yeah, put
0: it do. Put it to you this well, way, Craig, if it had been Neil Diamond, if you didn't play Sweet Caroline, you'd be pissed, wouldn't you? <laughs>
3: uh, well, Neil Diamond's retired, so he can't do nothing anymore. But hypothetically, so, if you one. had him... <laughs> Yeah, if we had him Oh, God, my mum and my auntie would be buying tickets up there um, <laughs> Powderfinger knocked it back So I blame them, really
2: Yeah, yeah, no, then it, well, it could have been made a lot better <coughs> if they just yeah, agreed to
3: That would have been massive it was Powderfinger The best yeah. thing we would have had in years <laughs>
2: oh, All right, just
0: before we move on to the next segment Thanks, guys, for your input So it was two for NRL and one for AFL and um, I'm not going to cast a vote because um, it would make it to all. So um, <laughs> should um, Danger have been in danger of some holiday time? No. No? No.
2: Yeah, yeah, literally a split second.
0: No. Okay.
1: Oh, I think he should have been. I <clears> reckon <throat> there's two, two distinct actions there. Everyone's saying, oh, he's going to protect himself. But if he wanted to protect himself, he would have tucked his shoulder in. But instead, he's lifted the elbow.
2: That's, that's reaching a bit. Uh, he literally had a millisecond to react. Okay. I'll put it to you this way,
0: right? There was no free kick paid, right, at all in that incident, okay? Now, um, the old dipper fend off, which Dusty does, you get someone too high with that, it's a free kick, correct? Correct. Correct. So, one, where was the free kick? And, two, he pretty well free kicked him if he knocked him out. He, he certainly got him high. So my, my point is I'm not saying he did the wrong thing, but I've seen other players in the past get a week the similar things where they protected themselves because they got the player too high. So I'm not debating whether or not he should have got the week. I'm saying they should actually get rid of Christian and actually get a lawyer in there that actually looks at it black and white on the rules and doesn't have the football mentality because that's what I think got him off because I reckon any lawyer reading the rules of um, that sort of thing would have given him at least a week.
3: Well, we had a lawyer and that was Adrian Anderson.
0: Well, they need to go back down that path because um, the ex-Collingwood boy, in my opinion, is not getting it done.
1: See, with that, though, my my <coughs> thoughts on that are just shows the inconsistency of the Michael Christian again because usually um, they take into account, which I'm not a fan of, of the outcome. So if a bloke gets knocked out, they normally look to suspend someone. So not siding Dangerfield actually goes against the precepts <coughs> that they set years ago. So... I think that probably just gives further strength to the fact that Dangerfield's protected.
0: Yeah. Uh, and look, oh. what's the difference between that and Long? Ben Long? Yeah. He didn't do any damage to the player.
2: Didn't he he could so you could say that. Back. I haven't got... I haven't
3: got good the year, that
2: was Ben Long's
3: second suspension,
1: wasn't it? Yeah, that, that probably paid part two. It was his second goal at it. But when you hit a bloke high in the head with your elbow like that... Um, yeah. I think you're really asking for trouble. And just to wind it up, my
0: last thought on it is too. Um, AFL is no longer a sport like a lot of sports; it's a business, right? Now, if that had been during the season, I just wonder if he might have got a week because he's put a guy, made a guy pretty much on sick leave. You might say, if you look at it as simplistic as that.
2: You could also you could also say it's it's, it's a contact sport, and um, you are going
1: you are going to get. Hit from time to time. Oh, you are, so but I just think not.
2: it's fair
0: to say you're not going to get hit by an elbow like that That's in that right. sort of manner.
1: I, I just think that there's two distinct actions there, um, but doesn't matter what we say. There's no suspension, so I think we just we just move on. Everyone and just got called, a little bit of a prejudice or bias. So just, just hold you yeah. long in danger fear. Oh, so.
0: I'm not even saying bias. I'm just I'm more having a crack at the man that made the
1: decision. Oh, he's been inconsistent <laughs> ever since he's had the job.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolute um, muffet. He yeah. might, He might. He might be in a a future Tim (laughs) Torment. All right, so we'll move on to USA Sports. And basically I've placed a hat on my head because the first topic is NBA Finals Overview in which my
2: Lakers got up. They did, 4-2. 4-2 against the Heat, which is kind of expected. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it was expected at the start of the series, really. and It really didn't help when, when the Heat lost two of their best players but then
1: they won that game
2: anyway. Yeah, yeah. they <laughs> they you winning. Know, but um, they lost. They lost two of their best players. and They were pretty much battling uphill from the start, really. So uh, for them to for them to even nab a couple of games off LA uh, was a mighty effort by And uh, LA thoroughly deserved their championship. And I mean, it wasn't their fault that the Clippers couldn't quite get to the conference finals, so we couldn't have our all LA showdown. Well. Um, For
0: me, as a Lakers supporter, I thought the biggest change was what I I felt was everyone was thinking AD was going to be the offence, but probably in crucial games where he actually was the difference, it was his defence that won the games. And to me, I think that was something that people probably didn't predict. I know he made the um, all-star team in defence, I get that, but I don't think that was what was the trump card that people were saying he was going to bring to the finals.
1: I think for most people mm. that follow it fairly closely, though, that wasn't a surprise to them. Mm. I think you're, you're more sort of hardcore basketball fans actually realise <coughs> what an asset he is on the defensive end. Mm. Um, yeah, that's, it's more that's your, where he it it like... it. It's more your sort of casual sort of fans that just tune yeah. in every now and again that um, probably don't realise just, just what he does. Yeah, or they look at the box scores and see his numbers and...
0: But, it's a, but watching him play, though, it's easy to get caught up in how beautiful the shooter is.
1: Oh, well, that's yeah, what I was yeah, about well, to say it is very easy to get caught up he's, in. He's yeah. such a dynamic scorer or can be a really dynamic scorer that um, his defensive efforts can get pushed to the side sometimes.
2: It wasn't just that. It was their yeah, supporting cast as well. So no, we're mm. not, we, we weren't sure. They are they're a bit iffy of what we expected of them, but the likes of uh, Contagious, Coldwell Pope, <coughs> Rajon Rondo, even even uh, Marquise Morris at times. They actually stepped up and hit some big shots. Can I
0: just pull you up for swearing? It's playoff Rondo. Playoff <laughs>
2: Rondo. It was playoff Rondo because he, he he came up pretty big. He was probably, <coughs> probably the third best player in the finals. So, that's think what they were looking for.
0: I actually think he was um, playing for a big contract, a bigger contract
2: next year. I think so. I think he'll be... Uh, He'll be asking for a bit of coin. Oh, I
1: don't think he'll be um, in a Lakers jersey next year anyway. He's not going to get the
0: bigger coin at the
1: Lakers. No, no chance. No. I think the biggest takeaway for me, though, from the whole series was um, Jimmy Butler just really announcing himself as a genuine superstar. Yeah. But, and well, he's, a he's leader. In the, he's in the
2: right environment now, so. oh, in absolutely.
0: Ga- in game, In game six, LeBron's gone, I'll play on him. And what did he do? Not much.
1: Well, LeBron's done that a couple of times. Too, That's right, but that you course. can't you can't knock a bloke for having one off night because you look at what he did in Game Five. Um, he was absolutely spent right at the end, and he put up triple double with forty odd points. I mean, he was absolutely massive.
3: Anything, anything you got to add, Craig? I right, do. Do you think the Lakers got the advantage from such a long layoff? <laughs> because with LeBron so old, and he got, he got time to recover. And they're all fit and healthy like it was game one again. That was a huge advantage for them.
1: Oh, no doubt, but that's not his fault. I mean, you, you take your advantages as they come your way. So everyone had to deal with the same sort of circumstances and, and the, the, the benefit the Clippers, of some.
3: The Clippers couldn't, couldn't shoot an elephant from three foot the way they were going um, against Denver. They were terrible. Uh,
2: yeah, pati- were shooting, particularly like, in the...
3: Yeah, particularly in
2: a, particularly in that game seven in the in the last half, um, they couldn't hit, the, couldn't hit the side of the barn.
3: No, nah, Couldn't hit anything, and because they couldn't get anything, who gets the blame for that?
2: Yeah, and uh, Doc Rivers, and out he goes.
3: Yeah, but, he goes, uh, and now he's from Philadelphia.
2: I've I've given <sighs> up. I've given up even mentioning LeBron's age now because at his age, he shouldn't be doing what he's doing. He's a complete freak. So. No. I'm not, well, even gonna ta- I'm not even going to take that into account. You're just going to take it as Reddy's going to come out and just beat him every yeah. year. Yeah.
3: And so um, I'm hearing today that they're thinking that they're going to start before Christmas, December 22nd. But yep. uh, Danny Green <laughs> thinks that LeBron and AD will not be ready by then.
2: Oh, well, they can afford to. A month's not much. They can afford to maybe start the season a little bit later, mm. the, those, two, those two guys. And, uh, mm. It won't really matter. For them, as long as they get in one of the top eight seeds in the playoffs, you would think?
0: Yeah, pick. they don't even have to play for top seed.
2: Yeah. They're just um, going to play for a seeding. They're to play. If they're, they're going to have 72 games,
0: uh, there won't be won't be a whole lot. They'll be missing. How many would they mathematically miss roughly in a month if they took a month off at the start? Uh, You'd be probably looking at 12, 13 12 games. games. Yeah, 10, 12 games. Mm, so you're looking at roughly probably getting close to a sixth of the season.
1: Oh, but you don't. Have, they don't have to if they're not ready. You don't have to make no. them miss games. There's no reason that they just can't play very limited minutes. Mm. Um, you know, five or six minutes here or there, um, just to there's, keep them some sort of condition. There's a
2: lot of water to go under the bridge because the basically the owners want the owners want crowds. Uh, it's simple. Well, it's simple like, as that. So they might deliberately stall it. it. Yeah.
3: yeah. That's
2: nah, they they, they want to be able to have crowds so they make revenue. Like for instance. Um, uh, Golden State, who just opened up that brand new, brand new arena down in mm. San Francisco, they I think they make about sixty percent sixty percent of their revenue just on home games. Yeah, um, and I think uh, probably they probably I think they make about six seven million each game.
0: Well, how much would have um, the Lakers had to reimburse um, Jack Nicholson for not being able to sit on um, the, on the courtsides? <laughs> yeah. You
2: know, yeah, this is so. All, all I'm saying is the owners mm-hmm. just watch his space because the owners want to want to be able to generate revenue. That's right, and,
0: yeah. and merch will only do so much. Yeah.
1: And speaking of merch, um, just for our listeners out there, Tim's just um, taken off his uh, Lakers hat. And he slid on a uh, LA Dodgers. So I think he might have something to say to us here as well.
0: Yes. Can I just announce we're now going to discuss the Major League Baseball World Series, which the Dodgers have snatched 4-2 as of today.
2: You're having, you having a good month and a half, Tim. Oh,
0: geez, if only the Saints could do something in the AFL. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, uh, Woody, you're the bit of the Major League um, expert on our uh, regular crew here. Um, do you see? I think you made a comment to myself um, in the uh, little chat that the best the best team in the season won anyway.
1: Yeah, they're the best <clears throat> team all season, um, and they they probably should have been the amount of money they've spent on their roster. Um, they probably had question marks over their bullpen, but um, they did enough. Clayton Kershaw. Um, uh, Clayton Kershaw, he had a bit of a mookie on back, didn't he? He did, but he, he did what he needed to do, didn't he? Yep. So, um, yeah, I don't think they are um, any, any doubts yeah. on over whether they the money they spent was justified or not because they've got a World Series now. So that's their first one in over 30 years as well. So um, they'll, even the money that they spent on Mookie Backs, which was about a yep. trillion dollars or something, um, they've got a world title. So... Um, Money well spent, really. Um, the, so the Rays were good, though. They the um, are. Very good. I don't think too many would have expected them to get this far. Um, oh well, their payroll
2: it was 20, 28.3 million which is the third lowest in the in the league. Is yeah. there an actual cap in the major? There's league? no salary cap okay. in, the, in
1: the major
0: league. I think
2: mean, they're introducing some sort of tax system, like the NBA. I think, but generally there isn't
3: a. You have a luxury tax. You've got to be under two hundred million for one year out of three. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: There's not not too many restrictions on the money that they can spend. Okay.
0: Okay. Well, that was the World Series. Now we're into.
3: Sorry. Be... Sorry about that, fellas. Are oh, right. way, way up there on today's result. They pulled Snell in the sixth inning and he only had two hits. Now, Justin Turner's come down with COVID. Do you think they just pulled Snell to say, listen, we're going to end this or we're not going to finish this till probably next week?
1: Well,
2: Yeah, well, they wanted. They just wanted to get it done, didn't they? Seems like it. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: No, yeah. Yeah, there's a bit of controversy around all of that, really, because he come back out after the game to um, celebrate as well. So, <laughs> that oh, um,
0: I'm on with you now. He's the uh, positive one. Yes,
1: correct. Yeah, so uh, <coughs> that's
2: not no surprise when you see what country they live in. I don't think. Really, <laughs> yeah, well, that's probably really, a fair point. They really care about COVID are they there, over
3: there, just Coralie? Yeah. yeah. Right, so I thought I saw. I thought I saw him on TV batting today, and then I see that he had COVID. I'm thinking, what the hell? Yeah,
2: imagine, imagine, uh, uh, <coughs> imagine the, imagine the dead Andrews contact won. tracing then.
3: <laughs> if, if Tampa Bay won game six and they had to stop it for like a week or two because everybody else has got it.
1: Yeah, they'll definitely play in a dangerous game, I think. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what comes of it.
3: Oh, Rob Manfred be having kittens. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alrighty,
0: moving on. I've changed hats. I've now got my Cowboys hat on, um, which probably out of the three is, yeah, toilet paper. Anyway, um, we've got Mark down tour time because Aaron wanted to talk about tour.
1: Yep, so um, he's been named a starter for the Dolphins. It was only a matter of time, really. Um, and as we've alluded to before about... Um, quarterbacks in their roles, um, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick's probably a bit unlucky. He's probably in the best form of his career, um, and he's, and he's been, been pulled, and um, Tua's taken over, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. There's a lot of hype around Tua from his college career as well, um, and he obviously throws up a different dimension too, because he's a left-handed quarterback, and we haven't seen many of them for a long time. So it's sort of a mobile quarterback as well. So it's sort of a bit of a throwback to um, sort of your Steve Youngs and your Michael Vicks. So it might be interesting to see how it goes. And it'll be interesting to see how teams defend against the Dolphins now as well (coughs) with the ball coming from the other side of the field and see how the um, Dolphins' offence reacts as well to the ball coming out of an opposite hand. So um, Uh, we're going to overreact if it doesn't go well the
2: first game or are we...
1: No, nah, not at all. Um, the Dolphins aren't going to do anything this year anyway, so it's more about, I think, getting them ready for next year and getting used to tour. Um, and then they might be ready for I think to they'll, sort they'll, of still
2: push. End up, they'll still end up finishing second in that division, I believe. Oh, there'll be no
1: playoffs for them, though, I nah, don't think.
2: They might just miss out. What are your thoughts on tour, Craig?
3: I reckon Ryan Fitzpatrick is scared after flogging the San Francisco two weeks ago. And the Jets, well, everyone's flogging the Jets, so that doesn't matter. But the big problem is how long's two are going to stay healthy? Yeah,
2: they're throwing them to
3: the wolves a little bit. You've had hip surgery, I think, twice and knee surgeries. (coughs) Now you're playing with the big boys. You're not playing at college no more.
1: No, he's not going to be able to move around um, as much as he did there. He's not going to have as much time in the pocket. <coughs> um, he's not going to be able to scramble as much. And he likes Joe to hold onto the ball too. He doesn't he like to. Does. Um, he doesn't like to um, let plays go dead. He wants to try he and make something really happen and quickly. I think if if there's a down downside to his game and something he will have to adjust, it's definitely how long he's trying to hold onto the ball.
3: Because I'm reading I'm reading even Joe Burrow has taken a bit of a beating. He's been sacked before this week 23 times yeah. and he's been and he's been hit another 87 times.
1: Yep, so after week three, I think he was on track to be sacked 72 times for the season and yes. That's, yes. that's just sacked. That's not counting the extra 140 or 150 hey. hits. No. Yeah, and what are they going to
3: do to... Tua's got to stand up.
2: He does. They've, got, they've, got, they've both got... Terrible offensive lines. So, um, I'm not sure what triggered this decision. Was maybe there was a there was a pact made beforehand? Tua's going to come out and play okay. in this week. I, I
3: read. I read today that there was a arrangement to bring Tua in, but because of all the buys and all the changes they made to Miami's roster over the weeks, it was going to be a little bit earlier.
1: Yeah.
2: Um,
3: just didn't work out
1: that way. Look, as we said, look, with, with before when I said about um, Tua holding onto the ball and you know being prone to getting hit, especially in the big leagues, um, they're playing the Rams this week. So he's going to be <coughs> up against Aaron Donald. So if he's going to get hit, he's going to get smashed. <laughs> if anybody's going to hit Tua this week, it'll be Aaron Donald. So who, the timing, uh, just especially with Fitzpatrick's form and then um, who they've got this week, it, it's a bit baffling that they would do it now.
3: Oh, who, the Dolphins, I don't know who they've got to play after that.
1: They've got the Cardinals the week after.
3: <coughs> I don't think the Cardinals have got many people left, so maybe you should have played him then.
1: Yeah, you could have held him back one more week, I reckon.
3: Hmm. Or maybe they can just... Andy Monk because Kyle Murray's playing like a house on fire. I mean... It's yeah, he's. Yeah, he the, the moment.
1: I would suggest the Miami Dolphins and Arizona Cardinals game next week. If you're going to punt on that, you take the over, I reckon. Because I reckon there's going to be a lot of points in that game.
0: righty. Um, so, a time. Took some time. And we're now on to the NFL divisions discussion. Um, a bit of a brief on how the divisions are running. Because I know there's one division in particular where a team could go with a lot less um, wins than...
2: Losses? Well, uh, yeah, one, one, one extreme to the other. Firstly, I'll cover the NFC West, where I just off the cuff remark a couple of pods ago, maybe, was it, Woody? I mentioned maybe all, maybe all four of those teams could actually make the playoffs, being there's seven spots in the playoffs this <coughs> so. mm-hmm. um, uh, I'm not saying it's looking likely, but it certainly isn't out of the equation.
1: I, it's not out of the equations but I think what's more likely is that all of those teams. Seattle, Arizona, the Rams, and the Niners will probably all have 10-plus wins. And one of them will miss out because the NFC East winner is probably only going to have six wins. So we're going to have one very good team miss out to one very poor team. That's a very good segue up to the uh, to the NFC, list, NFC East. Uh, Philadelphia with a record of 2-4-1. <coughs> one, one tie. What do you make of the train wreck in the NFC East, Craig?
3: Oh, I reckon that... I've written and I've kept the record of the standings and with the wildcard rules. So you got 16 games. So you have to take, uh, let's say, 17 games. So 16 plus one. And 10th place at the moment is either the Rams or Arizona. Yep. Or Chicago, because they're all the same. So they won't miss out, maybe. Uh, the rule says... Look, it's a stupid rule. It's like college football rankings. Philadelphia can get in if they win five. But yeah, four, say, they six six
1: wins be. could win a division and make playoffs, which is absolutely ridiculous.
3: <clears throat> six. So you could get as much wins as, say, roughly off the top of your head, Denver, and get in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, that's playoffs. right. And, and Denver are no good as well
3: while someone like Drew Brees at the moment, as you go by the standings now, misses out? Yep. I, yeah, I
1: don't
2: think, uh, I'm not, um, I'm out on the Saints, I think. I, I don't think they quite deserve to be there. At the oh, probably not, but I think yeah. I
1: think the point he's trying to make is you're going to have a, a team that is at least half <laughs> decent yeah. missing out to a team that's a train wreck. Ooh.
3: Yeah, yeah. That, like uh, having, this is this is what we're lumped with. Yeah. yeah it's like having what do we got? North Melbourne in there in the finals. they have to to break it all up, uh, and someone misses out in like eighth spot.
1: Yeah, it's not, not an ideal situation that they've got, but they're, they're not going to change it at all, I think. What would be a bigger joke, though, is let's say
0: hypothetically my Cowboys were to make it, right? With yeah. a pitiful... <laughs> that is a joke. Yeah, <laughs> but... And they they have a, an on-day first round of playoffs and they beat a so-called... Yeah, right. It makes it an even bigger joke.
3: You know That's... what's even stupider <laughs> is that the NFC East team will get a home final first they will. game. yep.
2: They'll get a host final and, you know, and they could win that game and
1: you'll be from there. You may not seated. be crowds though. You'll be seated in the playoffs with six teams. There still may not be crowds
0: though. <laughs> <laughs> or very limited anyway.
1: Oh, very limited. Yeah, there, there are actually some teams that have crowds. Yeah, like, I, yeah. yeah, I, I have noticed that. Yeah.
3: Jerry will have a crowd. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, he'll, right. make, he'll make sure there's a crowd.
0: All right, guys. Um, so we are sort of flirted with the divisions, and we're over the um, a lot of time because we talked a lot about two up. Um, yeah. Just quickly, um, MVP candidates at this stage. We've on my run sheet, I've got Wilson Rogers question mark and any others question mark. So,
2: if they didn't uh, pay uh, so much attention to quarterbacks, I'd uh, Aaron Donald would be up there.
0: Who's he played for, for the novices? And he,
1: he's he's a but He's also he's on the a, defensive he's end. He's a defensive lineman for the Reds. Mm-hmm. He's the best best defensive player in the league. <coughs> um, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, well, I think, though, um, obviously they always look at quarterbacks. So you got Wilson and Rodgers. Um, Brady's probably going to be up there after his last few games. I did
0: read, actually, he's, he's like 5-1 and one from the last couple, 4-1 yep. and one or something
1: yep. like that. No, so he's been in good form. Um, but I actually... Wouldn't count out um, Derrick Henry as a bit of a smoky. He could, yeah,
2: he could, particularly if uh, <laughs> Tennessee start to get on a bit of a
1: roll. Well, they did but lose the, to the Steelers um, this week, but the Steelers yeah. are the real deal as well. So. And
2: what, uh, what Mahomes isn't doing for the Chiefs this year is everything. They've got much, a much more well rounded team. Yeah, that's uh, right. They're, so they're not they're reliant on him. Their special teams is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just saw him on Bell. Yep. So uh, they'll be utilising him quite a bit. Um, also, the Bucks got another weapon with the Antonio Brown. Actually, uh, weapon might not be the right word to describe the uh, old AB, but uh, um, Tom, Tom Brady will have someone to throw
1: okay. to. He All already right. does, though, and the thing that makes it more baffling is the Bucks have put up <coughs> 83 points in the last two weeks. So they don't really need another receiver. <laughs> in,
0: in a nutshell, Jeremy, who's your favourite for MVP?
1: Uh, My favourite for MVP, Russell Wilson at the moment. Just Woody. I'm going to go Russell Wilson, but Derrick Henry is a smoky. Craig.
3: I'm going to go on a limb and say Kyler Murray of Arizona get going because Russell Wilson's thrown two fourth quarter interceptions in a row right at clutch time.
2: Yeah, I had money on. I had money on Seattle at the at the line as well. So I was uh, I was more than annoyed when he when he's throwing two picks. Yeah, we it. we won't talk about punching
0: Jeremy because you're in the bad books at the moment.
3: <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I do tell.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, we, we'll we'll talk off um, recording about that one, Craig. <laughs> I, I don't think our listeners need hey, to hear it. <laughs> hey,
2: we're we're all winners. We're all winners in the end, Craig. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, guys, we'll, we'll move it along. Uh, we've got our last segment before we have a quick break, which is the world game. And I'll hand over to Woody, and we're going to look at the EPL results first up.
1: Um, so just before we actually look at results, um, we need to probably, probably make note of um, how well Everton are doing, really. Um, <laughs> well, they haven't fallen off the perch yet, have they? They, they haven't. They've just drawn 2-2 with Liverpool um, on last weekend and then the most recent game, they lost 2-0 to Southampton, but they've had players sent off in both games. Um, but they're the only points that they've dropped um, and they've still got a goal difference of plus five. So they're looking pretty good and I reckon they might stay up near the pointy end or the Champions League placings for a while. <coughs> So I'm, yeah.
0: I'll actually get in on a limb. I actually think Everton and Leicester City will possibly finish in the top four. And I reckon the other two could very well be Liverpool and City.
2: Yeah, I, even yeah, even though City have dropped a few points, you still can't really count them out. They're just... No. They're, they're likely... They've got a game up their sleeve too. They have got a game up their sleeve. Well, I, <coughs> I
1: think if we're, we're only five, six games in, but I think the... Um, your Champions League <coughs> race and your title race is actually going to um, be pretty decent this year because you got United and City and Arsenal um, well, all in the bottom half of the table. Well, yeah, well, Chelsea you know, are mid-table. United's sitting there in 15th. That's yeah,
0: 15th. but United have got a game up their sleeve yep. and if they were to win that hypothetically, they jump quite a few spots. they jump up to about 10th. Yeah, that's right. It's a big um, jump.
1: Oh, it is, but there's still a lot of teams in the mix up the top end of the oh, table yeah. as well, so... It's going to make for a very interesting race you, later um, on. So
2: you you fully <laughs> in ever Melbourne
1: today? Just a bit, not quite. In another couple of weeks, I might um I might be really uh, all So but... you
2: can say if they get six points in the next
1: couple of games. So you I'll be all in, all in on that. them. I like what they're doing at the moment. See, I'm not one that's
0: big on the uh, oh, it's to 38 um, round season when you know you're, you're nearly half a dozen games in. I think you can still see a bit of a pattern.
1: Oh, you can. Especially with no crowds. That's why another couple of games, and I reckon I'm going to be fully sold on them as well. Um, and then if we look at the other end of the table, um, Sheffield United, they were um, the surprise packet last year. And, um, yeah, they're wallowing there. When, uh, uh, they, they're solitary are, point. they are and not looking very good at all.
0: Where's Wolverhampton? On the table because they're always a dangerous team to play. So they're
1: they're mid table at the moment as well. So, <laughs>
0: but they're always a dangerous team to be playing yeah. later in the season when you need points. Well, they're yeah.
1: on, they're on ten points at the moment. Yeah, so, so that's not <clears> like too bad. Ten points from six games. So um, they're going to be there about again, sort of, in that top.
2: But uh, right at the moment, start of the league, you could just about throw a blanket over them. Yeah. Like, apart from yeah, the the, the bottom three, the, in the drop zone, as it will. Yeah, they're all on one solitary point. So, and to be honest, I want to
0: get cracking. I think if you threw a, if you were sort of looking to your crystal ball at the start of the season, they're probably three of the four or five teams you'd pick to be down there anyway.
1: Oh, possibly, yeah. Mm. And we might make quick mention of um, Leeds. Leeds. A, a couple of top of Leeds. Leeds. Oh, right, Leeds, Leeds. Of, um, I'm getting to the Tottenham players in a minute. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but Leeds—they're back in the big time, and um, they're making a very good account of themselves as well. So, oh, all yeah. right. I kind of predicted they would. Oh, I I hoped they would. So they're sitting six at the moment, but now time to get those aforementioned t- Tottenham players in. Yeah. So no, no, Leeds, Leeds have
2: always been a pretty big club, so um. <laughs> they
1: deserve. It feels right having them. There, yeah, it does. It? Yeah, yeah, Um But onto my Spurs players. So they're actually looking all right this year, the Spurs, which is good. So that's because Mourinho ball hasn't caught up. with No, it yet. hasn't yet. He'll park the bus very soon. He must have lost the keys. Um, but. Son Heung-min's leading the goal-scoring race. He's on eight, and Harry Kane's assisted eight goals as well. So that's not too bad from a, from your front, or your forward third players that they've got um, eight goals and eight assists. And He's I have seen
0: Harry. I have seen Harry Kane argue that a hair on his head touched the ball, so he could get a goal in the past. So. For him to actually have eight assists,
1: that's actually saying something. You, you take what you can get.
2: And uh, Leicester City just keep taking care of business, don't
1: they? They, they? They've been doing that for a few years now, though, haven't they, really? Consistent, um, yeah. They just they just do what they do.
2: Pretty consistent. Ever since they won the title, they haven't fallen off the face
1: of the earth. Now we might, might head over to the Bundesliga now and just to see what's going on over there. So um, Red Bull Lightning, they're still um, leading the way over there. And then you've got your usual suspects with Bayern Munich and Dortmund up there as well. So, there's probably not going to be too many surprises come the pointy end of this season. Yeah, yeah, in the middle like part. Uh, yeah Bayern's, Bayern's within a point, of uh, Red Bull. And
0: yeah, let's be brutally honest, Bayern are more than likely going to win the Champions League or something like that. They're, they're that good of a club. So. Absolutely,
1: they will. So, um, we'll just have a quick look at the leading scores there. Lewandowski, he is just a freak. Um, <laughs> He's sitting on ten goals yeah,
2: already. He literally, just played by himself for pol- for
1: Poland, couldn't he? Yeah, he scored 10, 10 goals in only five games. So, I mean, he's he's been um, underrated, I think, for a long time, and he just he scores goals just as often as anyone else. Okay, Spain, which is La Liga, La Liga, and Spain, uh, Real Sociedad.
2: I suppose they've got a tight lead at the top to Real Madrid, but uh, Real, Real have a game in hand, the and they just come off a win over their arch nemesis. Yeah,
1: they have, and <laughs> um, they they haven't. Barcelona haven't really started on fire here, have they?
0: I think there's some there's serious, brewing. Th- I think th- yeah, I think there's some serious um, well, facts they're not, they're around not, the problems.
2: They're not the
1: Barcelona that we. Used to
0: see. But I think internally um, there might be a little bit of um, traction on the rumours.
1: Yep. So Luis Suarez has left, which I think we mentioned last pod. Luis Suarez has left, and yeah, well, Messi's keen put, to get out. Yeah, we he's away goals for um, uh, Atletico Athletic now. Yep. yep. So, um, but again, same as Lewandowski, so he's been putting the ball in the net for a very long time. I
3: heard the whole board of Barcelona walked out last night.
1: Which That's one was that? that? Wouldn't
3: surprise me, Craig. Mm. It's just been a mess over in Barcelona since Messi's wanted to leave,
0: and he'll he'll walk for nothing, um, pretty much at the end of the season. And he'll he'll be at City.
1: Yeah, this is the last year of his contract, so he's going to walk out the door.
2: Yeah, he can he can walk, and City will pay what's required to get him through the door. Yep. Yeah, which won't be anywhere near as
0: much as it would have been this year, anyway.
2: Difficult
3: to say how much. How much would you reckon, would you reckon Messi would be asking for? Oh,
0: he'll want he'll want five hundred thousand pounds a week. Yeah. And Mancini will pay it. But the, the issue the issue was, um, for Messi, the reason we didn't go this year was the transfer fee was just like $700 million or something. I'm just plucking a figure it oh, out here. Right. No, but it was, it, was, it was phenomenal.
2: I reckon he's probably spoken to City and said, look, I'll just... I'll, just nick I'll go through the motions this year. Yeah,
0: I'll, I'll just go over the, the seasons. Finished.
1: Even though there is trouble, I think Messi is still loyal to Barcelona. He, if he had wanted to leave, um, I think no one would have stopped him.
3: Um,
0: Don't you have to deal with Messi's father when you're dealing with um, him as a manager? Is that one of those scenarios? <laughs> um, well, we're not 100
1: sure on that.
0: No. Uh, well, we better move on to Serie A,
2: though. Or uh, well, AC Milan just uh, got up in the Milan derby. No, excuse me. Is it
0: AC Milan or is it um, Ibra? Ibr- Ibrahim Milan Yeah, Ibrahim yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Well
1: <laughs> he's, he's leading another golden boot race, so we might be able to can we, call him
0: that. Can we just acknowledge, seriously, the guy's 39. Yeah. And I know it's not necessarily the best league in the world, but it's up there. It's a, it's probably what we would see as our top four or yeah. so. Well,
2: and he's still doing it. Well, you <laughs> saw, saw him go over to the MLS, and mm. MLS is notorious for just being a retirement home. Yeah. Yeah, and and then he come back and. But even what he did, wind it back about two or three years. Even when he did it, United
0: was phenomenal under Mourinho yeah. for a, for a guy that was thirty seven or wherever he was then. You know,
1: sometimes sometimes mm-hmm. players just have the name. <coughs> there's on. a there's a lot of players, and not just in in the world game, but it doesn't matter where you go. There's a lot of people that'll talk the talk, but if they can walk a walk. He oh,
0: reminds yeah. me a lot of in AFL terms, Jason Akermanis. Yep, as in like you know. He's got that sort of
1: skip in his walk. He's got the sledger. But he's got the ability. Yep. Have you um, been paying much attention to what's going on over there in the European soccer, uh, Craig?
3: Major League, yeah, well, say, what was his name? Ibrahimovic. Yeah. the one? Yep. yep. He going to left, he's gone and left Major League Soccer.
1: Yeah, he's back at AC Milan.
3: <laughs> oh, oh he's, he's still got some go in him.
1: Oh, he, he, he could play to his 45, Craig.
3: I think so. He can keep going over there. He's got a body for it too. Good grief.
1: He definitely looks after himself.
0: And I'll, I'll just say, when um, there's crowds, he puts bums on seats. Doesn't matter where he plays. He puts bums on seats.
3: If they get crowds. If, if yeah. crowds were allowed. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, like,
0: and, and, and just before we move on to the Champions League, um, there was a talk a while back when he was in between Major League Soccer and going to AC Milan. There was talk Perth um, Glory were going to get him for a six-week period. That was silly not to. The bums he would have put on seats prior to COVID in the A-League would have been phenomenal.
3: Yeah. What, was the, what was the asking price?
0: Oh, it was only going to be about a mil, two mil, something like that. It was, it was quite... For a six-week period, it was a good investment for... Actually, the A-League itself probably should have thrown some money to help Perth because it would have been great for the A-League.
3: Yeah, so what, 300,000 a week? Yeah, I'd yeah. yeah, do that. Oh,
0: look, he's a walking um, signboard. Like, people just love him. Champions League, what's going on, boys?
1: Uh, we are only had the two match days over there. Um, so you probably can't read too much into a lot of it at the moment. And we're only halfway it's through like, the second uh, match day. Yeah, sorry, we are. Both the uh,
2: both, both City
1: of Liverpool from the... Premier League, it both had wins. Yep, United beat PSG first up as well. In what was an
0: upset. Yep, um, and actually United scored all three goals. One being yes, an own they goal, did
1: correct? <coughs> um, and then this morning, I think it was um, Real Madrid drew two all with Borussia Mönchengladbach. Gladbach, um, but they scored two goals in the last six minutes. Can you say the team again? Borussia Mönchengladbach. Gladbach. Yeah, Munchen, Gladbach. <laughs> <laughs> might be a good night to end the segment, <laughs> I reckon, too. Oh, yeah. yeah, look,
0: um, what we might do is, after the break, just before we go into combat sports, I know Woody has a little bit of a rant, and it's around the VAR system. So, so let's directly just go for a quick break. And...
2: Sure, uh, Craig had something to say first. Oh, sorry, Craig. What was that team
3: again called?
1: Borussia Mönchengladbach. What are well,
3: they from? where? Well, are they from? All that
1: country. They're, they're German. Germany.
3: Germany. Oh, Geez, sounds like they were from Kazakhstan. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. <laughs> are they in the Bundesliga or are they a lower one? No, they no, no they're definitely in the
3: Bundesliga. It's actually, <coughs>
1: actually been um, not too bad. Probably the last five or six years, they've been in and out of the Champions League a couple of times and they make a good account of themselves,
0: actually. Uh, awesome. All right, well, on the on the back of um, the tongue twister the they are, I'm not going to try and say it, we'll have a quick break, we'll come back after the break, and we will just quickly let Woody have a bit of a rant about VAR, because we've had steam coming out of his ears um, just the other day in our meeting, so I'll uh, let everyone go get a cuppa, whatever you're doing, or keep your eyes on the road if you're driving, and we will be back. Welcome back from our um, brief break, and I hope everyone enjoyed themselves and took care during our break. Now, as before we left, I did mention that Woody has a little bit to say, which I'll give him one minute, to talk about the VAR system and uh, how well it's going.
1: Go ahead, Woody. Well, it's not going well, and that's me point. Um, I, just, I don't see the point in using technology... Um, for decisions like they do with offsides and things <coughs> like that when the outcome is determined by human intervention and human interpretation. So we look in the NRL grand final <coughs> on the weekend. The Panthers' first try was allowed. Um, oh, was, even oh, the, yeah, yeah, the one the, that they first one. Was allowed. Yes, yes. Um, it was allowed even though the kicker ran behind the decoy runner. Um which is just stupid. Why use? Why have the technology if you're not going to use it properly? Um, and then you look in uh, AFL with the goal line review. That's just a joke. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Costing and then, kill to the game against Melbourne. Could have been a higher position on the ladder. And then you look at um, the EPR, which is the biggest bugbear. Yeah. They use it for offside. They spend four minutes of the game to determine if someone's got a hair on their arm in an offside position. <clears throat> it's more important to get on with the game. If you've got to look at it for four or five minutes or you know, a dozen times, just pay the advantage and give the goal. That's more important than holding the game up for four or five minutes just to get it exactly right. And those lines they draw on the screen anyway, there's a bloke sitting up in the top. He determines where those lines are. It's up to his interpretation. So it's not exact. It's human intervention and it's still there and open up for error. So I think they just need to scrap it completely.
0: Okay. Well, I'm going to get the last word in. My, my issue with the VAR is, forget Woody's stuff, the biggest issue is the referees or linesmen rely on it now because and it actually cost Newcastle a grand final against Victory when the winning goal was set up with four players offside.
1: So I'll just add one thing to that. The biggest impact it's had on the game, other than holding it up, is it's taking the confidence away from the officials.
0: Or... It just creates not even their confidence. They just think, oh, well, I'll let it play, see what happens. The VAR will decide I'll anyway. Say, in, the,
1: in
2: their so-called search for perfection and they want to make everything right and spot on, we're still having people say that these teams were robbed even though we have this technology there when all they were yeah, saying... Your council well, were robbed and no, failed! No, no, that's not what I'm getting at. Were still, saying, we're still going to have people saying that people are robbed anyway even without this technology there So if you got rid of it altogether It wouldn't It wouldn't make a difference The, the controversy be, would still be there It'd still be, be conjectious so. And you know
1: what From a sports fan's perspective These controversies are good Aren't they really yeah, I, 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 stuff like to, I, I'm a fan of human error So am like before we, We're we on complete different ends of the spectrum Should Dangerfield have been cited or not Yeah. Sport organizations and leagues, they actually need these controversies. Like politics. Yep. Well, yeah. <laughs> but
0: but can I be honest, that, that incident when it failed in that A grand final, friggin' Ruger How is character out a blind fury <laughs> with known it was <made> <laughs> four friggin' offside. That's how pathetic it was. Like seriously, and that actually cost a coach his actual job the next year. That's the impact of it failing and umpires or refs relying on it. I, I
2: I loved it by the way, Craig. I love that
3: goal being scored. <laughs> go, go back to human error. Oh yeah, exactly. All these, all these video systems are based off the gridiron. And the only reason the only reason it works in the gridiron is because there's not poles or nets or goalposts <clears> or something on the road that makes it actually work and stupid offside rules like there is in soccer. I don't even know what the offside rule is. To begin with, with or without a bar.
0: Mm. And look, the advantage I think um, NFL has too. They're playing on a grid, hence the name gridiron, which gives yeah. them a lot, lot, lot easier to measure things and crap like that because there's actual lines. Well,
1: there's a there's a marking
3: on the ground every yard.
0: <clears throat> That's right. Yeah. So it, it, it's almost foolproof as far as I go. anyway. And the, and the, um, game
3: is, the game is at such a slow pace that you can have the video technology anyway. It's not. It's not. Quick movement, not continuous movement. No, stop and start.
0: Yeah, yeah, spot on, spot on there, Craig. Now, Woody has just—he's done it again. Something that should have been a minute took four and a half. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) anyway, we're up to combat sports, and I'll hand over to Woody as he's going redder than normal after that comment, and uh, he's going to just let us know. What's happened in some recent big results?
1: Yep, so all I'm going to do this time is just go through a couple of results and then maybe just suggest um, what the future holds for those couple of default fighters and what it means in the division. So, a um, couple of weeks ago, we had Corey Sandhagen, he defeated Marlon Moraes um, TKO in round two. Moraes um, has just fought for a title not long ago. Um, Sandhagen lost to Sterling not long ago as well, and now Sterling's. Most likely going to face PDN in PDN's first title defence. So, Sandhagen's probably one win away from maybe getting a title shot there as well. Um, And Moraes probably drops to the chasing pack now and probably needs to get two or three more wins if he wants to have a crack at the title again. Um, Brian Ortega defeated Korean Zombie. Um, I thought this would actually be a bit more of a competitive fight, but all three judges gave it 50 to 45. Um, in favour of Ortega. Um, so it was one-way traffic. Uh, Ortega's now 15-1. and one. He's only lost was to uh, Max Holloway in a title fight, so he's still very much in the picture. Um, and then we'll talk about a bit of a local boy. Um, he trains out, spends a bit of time training in Bendigo, Jimmy Crook in the light heavyweight division. He's had another knockout win, and he's actually ranked now. So he's ranked number 14 in the light heavyweight division. Um, so It would be good to see How he goes With a step up In competition now There's a couple of guys That are ranked above him That I wouldn't <coughs> mind Seeing him fight So I reckon Him and Nikita Krylov Would be a good scrap um, He's ranked number 10 Over at St. Cruz, ranks ranked number 11 Johnny Walker's Ranked number 12 I reckon they could be um, Some decent slugfests there Do they call him Scotch For short? Sure? Uh, okay okay. No, no they do not And This one here, Tim will definitely have some input here. So Alex Pereira. So for those that don't know, he is a multiple world champion kickboxer. And what myself and Tim like about him most... He smashed Izzy! A couple of years ago, he put Izzy out cold. Um,
0: and that was when Izzy was showboating in the middle of the two when he did that. Oh, who cares? He got knocked out and that's what matters. Oh, it's even better when they're showboating than they wear one. Oh, it
1: absolutely is. So, Pereira's actually flirted with his MMA before. He's got a record of two and one, but he's just signed for Legacy Fighting Alliance. So, it might be worth, an o- worth keeping an eye on. On that organisation and what he's doing over there. because I would
0: actually buy a pay per view to see him fight Izzy in uh, mixed martial arts. If, um, if he
1: gets a couple of good wins under his belt, I reckon Dana might be throwing a contract his way.
0: And I reckon Izzy would run like a scared little hare.
1: Well, they fought twice. One time he got knocked out, and the other one um, Pereira beat him by unanimous decision. So and the unanimous
0: decision in kickboxing is usually pretty unanimous. So hopefully.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Pereira can make a good account of himself and we might be able to see um, a rematch in the octagon, which would be good. Um, I'll mention one more and then I'll throw it over to Tim mm-hmm. for the other one. So Rob Whitaker's just defeated Cannoneer um, and the listener of this pod will know that we're pretty big fans of Whitaker over here. Um, he's probably, he deserves another title shot. Whether he gets one or not, I don't know because Dana and Izzy have sort of played it down a lot um, when the potential for him to have a rematch has been brought up. So. And we've
0: actually discussed before, we actually believe Izzy might have actually got rocked more than what he let on in that first round of that first fight. And I think Izzy's a little bit worried.
1: I think he is. but, um, And I've spoken to Tim plenty of times before about this, how well, I think Whittaker is the best-placed person to beat Adesanya. Um, he just needed to change up his game plan a little bit from... Their first fight because Izzy's a counter striker and Whitaker kept rushing in. And i said I want to see him use his wrestling <coughs> a lot more and be a bit more patient and pick his shots. And that's exactly what he did against Cannonier.
0: He needs he needs to actually use an electric saw, not a hand saw. Pretty much, he used the wrong tool on the day. Yeah,
1: he did. Yeah. He did. He he wasn't. He still had some success. Um, yeah. in those exchanges.
0: Well, he's had enough for Izzy to be going. I don't want to. Who's next? Sort of scenario. Yeah.
1: So. That's the fight to make, though, for me. Um, and I think if he fights the way he did against Cannonier, um make for a very How good How many injury. hurdles
0: are they going to put in front of him? That's...
1: The problem is he's not a trash <coughs> talker, though. Um, no. And he doesn't have that sort of WWE persona thing, he, which unfortunately probably... is needed now. No,
0: he's probably comparable to Mark Hunt in some ways. He just gets in there and does the job. GSP, yeah, Rich Mark, Franklin. I, I guess the reason why I said Mark Hunt is it's another Aussie.
1: Yeah, but I'm just yeah. talking about guys that just <coughs> go about their mm. business. They love fighting Cowboy Cerrone, Rich Franklin, mm. BJ Penn. And two of those guys, of that, two of
0: the guys that one I mentioned and the, the GOAT you mentioned, GSP, the most you hear out of those two was about the drugs. That's about the only yeah. thing that they're, they're open about other than that, it's, you know. Anyway, um, moving on... Um, our girl, Megan, I think it's the 12th of December.
1: Uh, yeah, 12th of December in America, so 13th hour our time.
0: Yeah, so we'll talk Aussie time. On the 13th of December, she takes on Nunes. And there's a lot of people on social media saying she's signed a death warrant. I don't necessarily think she has. I think her game's improved quite a bit since um, dropping a fight or two in the UFC because she's on a streak. And she's um if she can keep the distance with her um obvious reach and height and probably strength advantages, um, Nunes might be in for a five round slobber um, knocker.
1: Yep, I Nunes is going to be a massive favourite <coughs> and rightly so. <coughs> but I think New, uh, Nunes Anderson has actually got a few things that might worry her. So her striking's improved a bit. She's always been a bit of a striker, but. She, She's got a couple of submission wins now as well. Um, So she's got the skills and she's got a bit of size about her and a bit of reach as well. But I think the big thing um, for her is her ground game's really improved and she's not scared to use that. I'll put
0: it to you this way. She lost um, on points to Holm in one of those losses, right?
1: And she's gotten so much better. That's right.
0: Holm's probably improved a little. It's regained some of her form, unlike um, she dropped it for a while. But I reckon if they were to fight tomorrow, I reckon Anderson beats her.
1: Oh, I wouldn't be that confident. I would. She's not without a chance.
0: I honestly reckon Anderson's a smarter fighter now. I oh, really do. absolutely,
1: absolutely, she is. But Nunez is just she's a oh, class above.
0: I know. I was talking about. I was talking about if Holm. Oh, and, home. Yeah. yeah sorry. If yeah. Home yeah, and yeah, um, that, that Megan. Would... I reckon Megan win it.
1: Oh, she'd knock her out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I thought you were still talking about... No, things. no, no, no. no. I was yeah,
0: just no. Saying, I'm just trying to say how much he's improved. Yeah, no, I um, definitely
1: agree.
0: Uh, the, other, the other thing, because we're, yet again, um, winding up the time allotted, Kabib, retirement. Um, I believe um, he's retiring because he wants to go 29-0. and 0. I, I think he's still got plenty left in the tank. I, I also think he's trying to protect his record. I think he may be using the honour of dad and all that sort of stuff as a little bit of a gloss over why he's... He's retiring. What are your thoughts, Woody?
1: Um, yeah, I think the emotions with his father passing are still a bit raw. So, um, like, obviously he's very close with his father and, you know, he said he'd fight for him, all that sort of stuff. Um, or I reckon we give it 12 months and he'll be itching to get back in. Yeah.
3: Um,
1: and that's actually a segue into my next point that I've yep. got. So that leaves the lightweight title vacant um, and there's, there's really not a standout there of guys that should fight for the title. Um, they'll probably book Poirier and McGregor. That would be my guess, because um, Dana would love nothing more than mm-hmm. give McGregor a title shot. And McGregor will sell tickets. That's right. So I think that's what will happen. But what I'd love to see happen would be like an 8 tournament-style thing, like Bellator do. So um, you have your four matchups in the first round, <coughs> mm-hmm. and then the the winner goes through and um, they progress to the next round, which is obviously a few months later, mm-hmm. and then a few months later, you have have your final, which is for the title.
0: But the pro- the problem they'll have with that, and maybe more than a few months later, depending on the carnage in individual fights.
1: Well, that's the problem. But I'm talking in an ideal world, mm-hmm. um, and I'll just throw out some fighters that I think I'd like to yep. see in that. So, Gaethje is obviously going to be in there. Tony Ferguson, Dustin Poirier, Dan Hooker is a top five guy as well. Um, Charles Oliveira, he's on about an eight or nine fight win streak. Michael Chandler's just come over from Ballator and um, he's going to be very, very good. He's going to do a lot of damage in this division. Conor McGregor will be in there. And then I'd, I'd ask the question of Paul Felder, even though if he's sort of semi-retired and mostly in the commentary box. Um, <coughs> I'd ask the question of him. And if he doesn't want to do it, um, I'd probably be looking at Kevin Lee as the eighth, eighth okay. man
3: seen the old WWF style eight man tournament, like King of the Ring. Just, can't <laughs> <be> <laughs> you. So you're just end talking to Battle Royale, are we? No, we're just going to put the. You know, remember they used to have the eight men in King of the Ring, and they used to just fight, and then one gets knocked out, and they keep yeah. fighting until they for the last two.
2: I think I've seen and that movie. I think I've seen that movie before. I'm pretty sure I had John Van there, but it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. What they could do before we move on to the next segment, they could do it like the Survivor Series and, and put them into two teams of four. <laughs> 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 the
3: elimination chamber. works with the case. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, all righty. We'll move on to the next segment, which we haven't done for a little while, which is a bit of sports entertainment. I just wanted to um, just a couple of just a minute, even just acknowledge. Someone that I've said in the past in sports entertainment that I think probably I reckon he should be in the GOAT discussion, but when he retires, like he's he's done a lot. Is um, I'm an avid AEW follower and I've subscribed and watch it each week. And two weeks ago, they had a 30th um, celebration for Christopher Keith Irvine, also known as Chris Jericho. And um, yeah, it's look. He's moved from WWE, which was probably a safety net for him with money and et cetera oh, like that. Moved
2: from WCW to WWE. Yeah, to WWE. that's
0: right. Always you know, moved to progress. Started off in the Indies, went to um, ECW, then on to WCW, and then on to WWE. And not, not necessarily. WWE's definitely last, but there's a bit of an order in the others. I'm not sure if I got that right. But, um, look, he was um, the son of an ex-New York Ranger ice hockey player, which is Ted Irvine. And um, yeah, he's Canadian. He um, learned off the hearts, great pedigree. And the guy is very talented in other areas. And to be honest, I understand why he went to AEW. He's a creative great? sort of person. He is. He's a bit, he... a bit of an all rounder. Yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to acknowledge that. That's all we have to do, just acknowledge his 30 years. And that leads us into. I'm sure he'll
1: appreciate that when he
0: listens. No, look, it's just for anyone that likes sports entertainment and anyone that knows sports entertainment knows the guy is something special. So uh, on a a more serious note, our regular segment, uh, Mount Rushmore, and the the subject this time round is dual sports stars that have played in obviously dual sports, could be two, three sports, but they have to be elite at both. They couldn't have, you know, like... Michael Jordan, and played NBA, and hey, I'm, it, I'm a bit, I'll go play baseball and fail. They've had to have been good in both, all right? So, exactly. So, do we want to um, go off Jez first and yeah. let us know what you, you've come up with, Jeremy, and hopefully
2: you don't take the whole segment. Okay, all right, all right. All right. So, I I think a, I think a pretty obvious one is uh, is Bo Jackson, isn't it? I think we're all
0: going to. I the think the
1: probably unanimous. Unanimous, uh, yeah, Bo Jackson.
2: Necessarily, but is, so is he your George
0: Washington? Yeah. Uh, yes.
2: So yeah. We
1: name
0: a
2: yeah, George he Washington will, yeah, he first. would be my George Washington. <clears> that's <throat> for sure. Um, also, Neon Deon Sanders, who uh, played baseball and was a was he a corner? He was a corner in the NFL. Um. Was he as good as Bo at both? No, uh, no, I don't. I don't think he was as talented. He was probably more accomplished playing NFL than what Bo was, only because of the length of time that he played. Bo, Bo only had a really He had little, about a three year period, yeah, he yeah. had a real short But he season. was all star in both. But, yes. yeah, but just yeah, <clears throat> just with the eye test, Bo was uh, just one of the more freakish athletes we've ever seen. And in
0: fairness, just before you go on, I think um, if Bo hadn't have had that injury, we'd be, there'd be no MJ no, being the no biggest MJ? sports. Yeah, anyway. Um,
2: another, another American football player, you better know this. Um, Jim Brown, would he?
1: No, he definitely wasn't on my radar.
2: Did he go into movies? Jim Brown, no, that, that was O.J. Simpson. <laughs> no, 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 no there, was, there, was, there was, there was a, there seriously was someone with a similar name that was the next football that went into the movies. Yeah. I, I look, we could be wrong. Anyway, sorry. We may have to look that up. But, uh, but uh, yeah, Jim Brown, uh, not only was he one of the greatest uh, NFL running backs of all time, he was all, he's also in the Hall of Fame for lacrosse Okay. as well. And that's you can't say that's not elite. If he's in the Hall, of fame. In the Hall of
1: fame, you can't get much more fame fame than that. For I, I
0: suspect you would have picked him if he was in the Hall of Fame of chess players. But yeah, anyway. But,
2: and this, <coughs> uh, this other one, it's been a bit of left field this bloke was born in 1887. <laughs> was he on the first fleet or something? <laughs> no, he was a sailor. Ah, ah, ah. Jim, uh, Jim Thorpe. He, uh, he, made, <coughs> he made both the college and the pro football Hall of fames, And he also was a gold medalist in the pentathlon and decathlon at the 1912 Stockholm Olympics. That
1: qualifies, I'd say. Anyway. <laughs> I got all the criteria, didn't I? Oh, yeah, right. How many more you got to go? <clears throat> so I'll, I'll go over. Did to you name you, all four? four. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So <laughs> I'll go to mine now. Now I was gonna say Brad Thorne as mine is a rugby union and rugby league, but these guys sort of counted me and said they're two similar sports. And so. you can't transfer
0: from one to the so other I'll pretty um, easily.
1: I'll, <clears> I'll go down a different path. So I had Bo Jackson as well as my George Washington. I had Deion Sanders as well, so he's a two-time Super Bowl champion, eight-time Pro Bowler, and he's also the only guy to ever play in a Super Bowl and a World Series. So he won two Super Bowls, but he didn't win the World Series, but he yeah, played in played it. the so, World Series, yep. Um, pretty good achievements. Anyway, um, Elise Perry makes my list. Um, yeah, well, she's, she's actually phenomenal. Both the she's play, probably though. one of the just about the best female cricket player in the world right now. Probably the best
0: um, medium pace quick bowler anyway. Yep. So,
1: anyway, and came that, a bit. She's an all-rounder, <coughs> so she can take wickets, she can make <coughs> runs, she does it all um, on the cricket field. But she's also played and scored in a um, Soccer World Cup for Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, so she definitely ticks those boxes. And soccer would have been sad to see her go too. They were. There was a massive mm-hmm. fight between... Um, Football Australia and Cricket Australia over who was going to get her signature and she decided to side with cricket and I think if you look at her career, she's probably made the right decision. Yep, she has. Um, And my last one, um, I'm going to go with Carl Lewis. So um, four-time gold medalist in Olympic long jump and um, quite a few gold medals in... the 100 metres, the relays, and the 200 at both Olympics and World Championships. I
0: think he had the most individual um, gold medals before Phelps started swimming.
1: Yeah, so he's got about um, 10 10 or 11 Olympic golds all up um, and quite a lot of World Championship golds as well. That's me done.
0: Okay. I'll I'll let mine loose and then we'll um, hear from Craig and see what he's come up with during the break. Um. Yeah, look, I'm a sheep. I went with Bo Jackson as probably the George Washington. Um, I won't even bang on about how good he was. There's a great special, though, on um, ESPN. I think it's 30, 30 for 30. 30 for 30. Well worth watching about Bo Jackson. And, yes, Elise Alexandra Perry. I actually had her as well. Um, probably the best female dual athlete I've ever seen. Then we go over. Um, Here's mine that's very different. Now, this this chap played. He's actually passed away, I must say. Um, Passed away in 2016 at the age of 68. Um, He played quite a few tests. He played 34 tests, 17 one-day internationals. He gave away his um, VFL football career, which was over the span of six seasons where he played 85 games. Played in the Ruck for Melbourne and that is Max Walker. Big Maxie. And he pretty much, Melbourne were, were extremely um, disheartened when he made the decision. And can I also point out that his test career ended due to an Achilles injury. Mm-hmm. And what, what he gave back to um, both sports, in fact, um, I think when Channel 9 had the football, he um, was involved. So I Amazing a fair
1: nomination, actually. And yeah. very much then not, yeah. my
0: final one, and this guy wasn't just two sports. This guy excelled at three sports. He was a ping pong champion. He played American football, or NFL. Well, It wasn't NFL, but it was high quality college football. And he was a brilliant long distance runner. He just kept running, and he'd come back with a beard. And that's Forrest Gump. <laughs> So now I'll hand over to Craig. What do you got for us, Craig?
3: I have Jackson as well. So I'm following everybody else. Yep. I'm, cheating, I'm cheating a little bit and having a look at this right now. One name that we have probably sort of forgotten about that I just went, oh, yeah, Darren Bennett.
1: Yeah, no, good call. I'm happy with that. Yeah, yes. very
0: good. Uh, and I think he came up on social media.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, used to play for Melbourne and played football for San Diego, Minnesota. This guy this could be interesting though. This is going way back. Nineteen sixty two, Terry Baker at Oregon State, won the Heisman Trophy for the college football. Then in nineteen sixty three he played in the NCAA men's division one basketball tournament in the team that made the final. Good
1: enough, yeah, nah, fair, call. That's fair not call. Bad at all. He's ticked those boxes.
3: Yep. Uh, uh, I suppose there's a lot of other people too that have played football and we were talking about Brock Lesnar before. Maybe I don't know how good he was at football. But maybe because we take the wrestling side out of it, maybe football, UFC, I don't know. I don't even know how UFC is well. That's fair.
1: That's fair, yep. There's a high level college Um, wrestler. You made a couple of practice squads in the NFL?
0: Probably the only thing, Craig, that I would say um, I would hold against his wrestling capabilities is he got into a disagreement with um, Kurt Angle, and there's a big difference between um, high quality college wrestling and Olympic wrestling. That's all I'll say.
3: <laughs> I we've got The Rock in here in this list as, as counted as dual sports, so they're counting pro wrestling as a dual sport.
1: Well, you can't you can't be a pro wrestler without a very high level of athletic yeah, ability. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, you have to be able to exert yourself.
1: But, but also, also,
0: too, there's a movie he made for Disney when he's a quarterback in the professional oh, NFL. <laughs> theory, <man>. Oh,
2: please! I want to mention just uh, Jared Haynes, get? wasn't it.
1: Um, Failed. At not NFL. for me. Not for me. That's right. All right, well,
0: there you go. There's a bit of um, Mount Rushmore again. Now we're up to the good old straight down the guts when um, the boys answer questions that have been thrown at us by listeners.
1: So we'll look for your input
0: here too,
3: Craig. Okay.
0: All right, so the first question comes from David Robinson on Facebook. Why were both grand finals played in two halves? Did... And I don't think it's the logical uh, footballers' <laughs> two halves. I think he means the momentum. Um, did the coaches make such good adjustments at half-time to warrant the totally different directions that the grand finals? took?
1: Jeremy. I'll actually take this one first. All right, all right. Yep. So um, <coughs> one coach did make a decision that um, changed the outcome of the game and that was um, Chris Scott putting Patrick Dangerfield in the goal square. That definitely put the, the favour towards Richmond.
0: I think he made another decision that was probably even more anyway.
1: But I think um, I'll talk about the NRL one as well. Um, I don't think that was really a game of two halves as such. If you just take the score out of it and you watch it just on the level of play, I actually think the Panthers were probably the better side all game. Um, and they just started putting points on the board in the second half.
2: And uh like to welcome our guest Gus Gould to the MPO podcast. <laughs> um
1: That's quite insulting. And,
2: uh, <laughs> it is it is actually. Yeah, uh what what would he Um uh, although yeah you could've you, you if it was that simplistic to say put Dangerfield in the middle and we would have won. Um I think we've clutched his jaws a little bit there. I definitely but played yeah. a part. Yeah, well, yeah, mate. But he actually did get put in the middle at some point during the third. I think it was during the last quarter actually, or or, or the end of the third when the game was still close, and it didn't actually make a lick. He difference. didn't do
1: much in that second
0: half.
2: <laughs> <hour. laughs> <laughs> they still end up getting five guys ahead. Yeah. So I yeah. think you could the, argue that. But well, I'd um, argue
0: the just before we get a Craig's opinion on that, one, I'd argue leaving um, a one-armed player on the ground for the length of time they did. Yeah. There's probably more costly than Dangerfield in the goal square, but that's, that's just great. my opinion. Yeah,
2: they're in a rock and a hard place here. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: When you've got a fully fit guy on the bench, yeah. I know the guy's as great as he is, but he's, anyone with one arm's not as great as what yeah, he are doing. Yeah, wasn't.
2: It wasn't well, I think they took the view that, well, he's got the rest of his career to get over it, and you can just go. And, and
0: meanwhile, um, Null, no, anyway, waste of space. I don't space. think that was the
2: sole reason we lost either.
0: No, it wasn't, but I think it was the a great Richmond one. We were just better. It was yeah. a greater impact than yeah. um, what um, Dangerfield was playing out of the square, I think. Uh, what, any, what are your any thoughts team on that who, one, Craig?
2: Any, any, team who, any team who loses uh, has got things they
3: could have done better. Oh, absolutely. I argue Blossom getting knocked out in the first 10 seconds and then richmond has got to settle down, down back and Geelong took advantage and then in the second half or half-time they might have regrouped and said, right, this is what we're doing and that's it. Stuck at it from there, maybe.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I think Richmond did sh- change a little bit structurally, and that sort of started getting them on top around the ball, and uh, change their setups a bit. And Geelong couldn't counter it. There's a bloke by the name of D Martin that played a bit too. Nobody could counter him.
3: Oh, I don't think what was the story about the Smith Medal? The Clee Matthews wrote the wrong name, and Jaden Short should have got his vote.
1: Yep, yeah, that wouldn't have affected the outcome. Yeah, there was daylight uh, between yeah. first and second. Lee, Lee Matthews did put the <coughs> wrong name down, and I think he voted Jaden Short best.
3: Okay, what was the difference between first and second? Because Jaden Short did pretty well. Um, um, well. there's
1: about seven or eight votes. So yeah, it wasn't even yeah. close. Lee Lee
0: was quite happy to point out there was daylight. Gee, daylight. I
1: think
3: Edwards might... got nice clearances no and oh, top possessions on the ground. Shane Edwards, he didn't did he get a look in?
1: I uh, don't think so. All
0: right. Next question is uh, uh, Is the PAX the real deal? I think that's Green Bay Packers. Packers yeah. yep. And this is from Michael Briffer on Twitter. Is their attack hiding some deficiencies in their defense against the uh, Buccaneers? That attack and defense decided to have a day off together and they were belted. Rogers figures to date impressive, but is there any cracks? that you guys can see.
3: Yep. If they had a bye week every second week, they'd lose.
1: Yep. That's exactly right.
2: Yep. I look at them as maybe kind of like the Baltimore of the NFC, where they uh, tend to beat up and put a lot of points on the bad teams. But when they're put under a bit of pressure, uh, they seem to go wanting a little bit. Yeah, yeah. saw so that. So that the NFC Championship game last year.
1: I think I'd, I'd put the Packers and the Seahawks in a similar boat. They're they're strong on only one side of the ball, and they're absolutely useless on the other side. The, Se- Although the Seahawks have no. Idea. How do the, the, the
2: Seahawks keep winning close games? It's got, it's Russell Wilson. Being. That's the only reason. Yeah, but uh, the, you need their, their defense is poor. They haven't really got much else. The, the, no. the
1: big crack for the Packers is they've only got real talent on one side of the ball. Yep.
0: Okay. And um, any f- thoughts, uh, Craig, add to that?
3: Oh, look, they had a just I wouldn't say it was an off day against the, uh, the Tampa Bay because Aaron Rodgers has lost four of the last five games after a bye. They always lose after a bye. And I think the Packers will do all right. I mean, they're five and, what are they? five and one, five, five and one, two. Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: Five and one. They'll do okay. They're not going to be like the Rams sitting there at five and two and have played the whole of the NFC East. So <laughs> i I I've seen some people sit there saying that because Los Angeles is cleaning up, the Rams are going to win the whole thing. I mean, at least give credit to some people who've actually played some teams. Green Bay will do all right. I mean, they're scoring at will. I mean, he's, he's now the third person, I think, I've written it down somewhere. Um, he's, he's, in, he's just rewritten the history books again this week, so... He's doing and, okay. Yeah, and
2: they're motivated to win the division. Um, I don't. I don't believe in Chicago and Detroit. They're three and three, but I don't think they're good. Uh, not Mi-
3: Detroit and not uh, Minnesota. Minnesota are,
2: no, Minnesota are a wreck as well. No, nah,
3: no, nah. but Chicago should have. It's still a sneaky chance.
2: They might have a sneaky chance of getting it as a wild card. I don't think they'll do any
1: damage. So. They um they've got real issues at quarterback though.
3: Oh. Foles has got about as many touchdown passes as Trubisky at the moment I,
1: I, this season. I, I wouldn't um, put it past them naming Trubisky as the starter again. Foles mm. is going that badly. They yeah. might switch it yeah, up. They're they're bears, chop, the on. Bears are that dysfunctional that if anyone's going to switch quarterbacks a couple of times in a season, it'll be them.
0: Well, I think um, what I'm picking up on the answers you guys have produced, we need to do an NFL special before Christmas. <laughs> anyway, moving moving on to our third and final question. Was Van de Beek a waste a wasted signing not being used against Chelsea? That's from Josh Watson on Twitter. And Josh is actually, um, I'll give him a little bit of a plug, is actually our guy that does all our editing and that and um, produces the product that we record.
2: Jeremy. Well, uh, uh, I'm not sure in what terms he's speaking. Is he speaking short term or long term?
1: Well, he's only been there a little bit, but is he being underused, I think, yeah, is that, question? That's,
2: yeah. But uh, does he have an injury we don't know about? No, no injuries. Are they just warming him into the... Just, he hasn't been used
1: for whatever reason.
2: Yeah, I think maybe um, maybe the higher-ups might have a word to the coach and say, maybe you should get this bloke into the side.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think he's being um, underused. And <laughs> so far, he's always it's signing. You don't spend $35 million on a bloke to sit him on the bench. So... Um, I think Solskjaer's has probably got some questions to answer there. Thoughts, Craig?
3: I'm just trying to look up see who this dude actually is. <laughs> um, Band of Beak. Okay, on the bench. Okay. Well, I don't know where did he come from.
1: Iax. Yep.
3: Oh, okay. Well, it's not a bad team then, is it? So why they're not using this guy then?
1: Well, I don't know. He. That, that, that's the question I think Well, Especially yeah. um, when United at times Struggled mm. for a bit of flair in Creativity yeah.
0: And What I'll say on it is yeah. he, he came on late against um, Newcastle when we won I think it was 3-1 And showed a bit And yeah it was one all when he came on And he was involved in the two scoring um, opportunities That won the game for us So obviously he can do something um, I just don't know what Oli's thinking I think uh, Yeah
3: Maybe, maybe because he's just uh, come over. Maybe he's just getting used to the speed of English football. I don't know. But yeah. there's be no reason. Seeing he's come from there, why he's not getting the game? He's only being used sparingly, really. Hundred percent. He's not a super sub or something, is he?
0: No, nah, he should. He should be a starter for that kind of dollars. Yeah. Alright, we're, we're now up to our regular ridiculous prediction segment called Winging It and um, first of all, I think we're only going to review one because we've got one of our past ones that's still live and that's Jeremy, it was some crazy warped one, wasn't it? No, nah, Jeremy, so Jeremy
1: said that New South Wales would sweep Queensland in the Origin Series which it is coming up next, next week. week Yes, um, and I don't think he's going to be far wrong um, you said that Everton would beat Liverpool 2 0, mm-hmm. and I think that finished 2 0. That and, wasn't far off, but they scored
0: there too. And
1: Woodward hasn't been assassinated yet.
0: Yeah, but that will happen. <laughs> Don't you worry, that's happening. <laughs> Manchester United have actually employed guards out the front of his house. <laughs> All right, so I guess what do what you got going on, Woody? Did you say?
1: Um, yeah, I've got one. I'm just going to confirm that it's actually this week.
0: Oh, you're going to do a new one?
1: um yeah um I'll let Jeremy go for before I'll g- give oh, me a chance to find mine
2: I've got a bit of a future spare here look ahead um I gonna for, for when we do it definitely special <laughs> <laughs> um we I'm gonna back the Arizona Cardinals to actually win the NFC West yeah I
1: don't mind that
3: Okay. One, one less game.
1: for
3: yeah. so, me.
1: yeah. Um. Well, they're two and zero in the division so far. Yep. Yeah. So it's not ridiculous.
3: No, not ridiculous. And what's the Rams have already lost a game. Yep. In the division two. So it's gonna be interesting one. If they if, won, they, can,
1: if they can go four and two or five and one in the division. Uh, And there's no reason they can't really. Um, It sets them up for it. They play.
2: They get to play. They get to play the Jets and the Patriots. Yep. They get to
3: play all those teams, too and including Buffalo. We'll see how that goes, but they should take care of the other three.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You would have thought.
1: So I'll go with mine now. Now I've been thinking for the last couple of weeks that the New York Jets would go 0 and sixteen. But I've had a change of heart if we look at how bad the Patriots have been the last couple of weeks. So they're going go 1-15. Well, I just think, I'm not going to say 1-15, they'll beat the Patriots this week because I reckon Bill Belichick has probably got one eye on Justin Lawrence. And a, a loss to well, the Jets would definitely help his case. So that's where I'm going. Brother? What's that,
3: Craig? What about his brother Trevor.
1: Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, no, nah, probably him as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's probably a better. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that, that's where I'm going. I
1: reckon, I reckon Belichick's happy to throw division games. I,
2: think I know. I'm starting to see, starting to see why Tom Brady got out to Look at all the weapons he's got in
1: Tampa. Yeah, they've got nothing at the Patriots. I reckon Belich- a Belichick's a very smart coach. So yeah, he's got um, he's got one eye on Trevor Lawrence. And he'll be he'll be happy to lose did division get, games, and it'll start this week. He's
3: not going to get Trevor Lawrence because the Jets will get Trevor Lawrence.
1: Well, there's every chance I'll move off Donald.
3: Three of the last five teams that started zero and six got the number one draft pick.
1: Yeah, but that's yeah. why I'm saying that um, they the Jets will win this week because it's a division game, and the Pats aren't going to win too many more. And I don't think there's too many wins in the Jets' future either. So. No.
3: Does anyone think that Cam Newton's probably been affected by this COVID stuff?
1: Um, I think
2: he's been affected by the fact he's got nobody to throw to rather than the COVID stuff. And I think yeah.
1: after the first couple of games that he had, he's probably feeling more the effects of drinking his own bath water.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I'll just throw Sorry, go.
3: There is a running back out of Jacksonville who's done for the season because he's been on the COVID list three times now.
1: Yeah, well, I'd use any excuse to get out of that team too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll throw my prediction, and mine's not sport. I'm predicting that at some stage, Dan Andrews is going to get egged. (laughs) It happened to to Malcolm Fraser back in the day. (laughs) I'm predicting (laughs) Dan Andrews will be egged before this COVID-19 is over. Who
3: was was the last one to get egged? Was it ScoMo? Oh,
0: no, no, no. no, It was, um,
1: who was before ScoMo? Yeah, I don't know. Turnbull. No, not
3: Turnbull.
1: No, it wasn't, it wasn't a Prime Minister. It was, uh, was just, there? It was just no. an MP. Yeah, it was an MP who went rogue. Yeah, That's who was right. That egg, who was
3: that egg boy? David Moyenholm, I think.
1: Yeah. Might have
0: been the man. Might have been Independent, I think it was. Yeah. But I'm serious. Dan Andrews will get egged. He'll be lucky if it's eggs. It could be a I'll head go grenade. One
3: further. I'll go one further and say it'll be Dave Hughes at a leg him.
1: Do you want to get us back on track here, Craig, and maybe throw a sporting prediction out?
3: Okay, sporting prediction, what do you want for this week? Oh. This, this week, <laughs> next couple of weeks, week, whatever you have want. You got a, have you got a Game 1 Origin winner or something? Any, anything you want. Oh, New South Wales will probably win Origin hands down. Um, I'm going to stick, I'm going to go into soccer this week. Fulham and West Brom will have a draw.
1: There you go. Very nice. nice.
3: Pro- probably a goalless one, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> yes, probably nil little, little. Okay, well... And you can throw that throw that in with West Ham plus one and a half. Yeah. Well, it's guess...
1: funny you mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. That, that may be yeah, something man, that we we, up... we, may,
2: we may get to that in a minute. Yes.
0: Yeah. So, all right, Well, right, we'll move on. Thanks for that, Craig. That's actually quite a... That brought it back down to reality after my Dan Andrews prediction. Uh, we're up to um, our other regular segment towards the end of the show, which is It's Only Money. And we've put together a leg each this time. We have. A leg each. And, um, Jeremy, what's your leg? I
2: don't
0: know. What's my leg? <laughs> oh, do you want me to read it out yeah, for you? Yeah, read for me. All right, so Jeremy, I've got
2: it written down. I've got it oh. written like a sip.
0: All right. So Jeremy's leg is United to beat the Gunners, which I believe That's is right. this yeah. week. That's yeah. right. Um, and it's paying $2.10, all right? My leg is um, not this weekend, next weekend, I think it is by memory, and it's the Hammers to beat Fulham over 1.5 goals. It's um, $2.25. Very
1: good. And um, my leg is, I think, what, what did we get for this multi? How much was that paying? Was it was over, over $7 anyway. yeah. yeah. Um, Donald Trump to win the US election. At $2.80. At $2.80 if you just <coughs> want to stand alone bet. Which I think is value. That is the value bet of the week.
3: He Donald lost, Trump. He lost 40 seats in 2016 when it was going great. How many seats is he going to lose now?
2: Uh, it doesn't matter. They, they vote for the president the president alone over there. So.
3: Uh, they, vote, they vote like seats but college system. He's, he, it could be the biggest... Shellacking since nineteen ninety six. Could be,
2: could be, but, um, yeah, no, no I back him in. No, no one, no one hears from the white middle class uh, Americans over there. They're, they're not the ones who are getting on the telly.
1: <laughs> that, that's probably <laughs> enough of, of that bloke. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, probably,
3: they're probably, he's, he's lost. He's lost the suburban women, so they're the white middle class people.
1: Yeah. Uh. Some would suggest he's lost the plot too, but um, we'll, we'll, we'll move on from that. Uh, but they've got a
0: history of liking presidents that lost the plot. They had Reagan in the 80s. Anyway, um, they've,
3: got, they've got a history of liking ones that are, that are comedy fodder. Oh, you've got to pick it. Like, tonight yeah. show. You watch a Tonight Show over there. They make jokes about the president every night. If, he, if, he, if he's not jokeable, he doesn't win.
0: He's, he's great, great for TV. There's only one man that could do a better job of it, and that's Vince McMahon. Anyway.
2: (laughs) (laughs) How good of an event?
0: Well, it would be amazing. We're at that lovely stage where it's getting time to say hooroo. Um, Just want to plug Josh Watson that we mentioned earlier. He does all our editing, puts it together, and his turnaround's pretty good. So we're hoping that we'll possibly have this out by no later than probably Monday morning, if not Sunday night preferably. Uh, and also, too, he utilizes the music of Zaggy 2, which is our outro music. And I think sometimes the music he puts in the break is also Zaggy 2. And we'd also Hi. like to thank Craig for joining us from
2: uh, Kick Down the Corridor. Thanks, Craig. Stay on the line, too. Hey. Uh, yeah, we've
0: got, we've got something Thanks
3: special. Thanks to Aaron for inviting me on here. Who, who is Zaggy 2?
0: It's just um, Josh is um, doing multimedia and stuff like that at uni. and it's just an artist he's come across when he's trying to find music for our podcast. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so just to keep things nice and legal and above board, we always give him a plug.
3: Ah, okay. I've never heard of this guy.
0: Yeah, no, he's not. I think he's just a, a, it'd be something that um, Josh has just stumbled on. So, can Google him? Yeah. So um, if you want to hang around after this, Craig, we'll have a bit of a chat.
1: Um, so it's Huru from Tim, Huru from Jess. And from Aaron as well, and give yourself and a um, bit of a plug, and let guys know where they can find you on Facebook and Twitter, Craig.
3: Okay, you can find me on the page Kick Down the Corridor on Facebook. We've got uh, we're five short of three hundred people all of a sudden. That's just we're going at about sixty a month getting on the page lately, and it's been seven years in the making that thing. Uh, Fantastic. At Kick Forward, at Kick Corridor on Twitter. Uh, and I think that's about it. because We tried Instagram, and it really doesn't work. Uh, I'm not, good, I'm not good looking enough for Instagram. Uh, so I think I'll leave that to the to the Bet Judds and her free Melbourne t-shirts. I think. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was going to say I think the bikinis go better on um, Instagram.
3: Yeah, they do. They do.
1: Anyway, thanks for joining
2: us, Craig. And, uh, yeah, no, thanks, thanks for the invite. No worries, and stay, uh, uh, hang around uh, after the end of this pod for something a little bit special. Okay. No worries. All right,
0: guys, until next time, a tooroo from everyone. Welcome back. We're doing our little hidden track again, guys. And it's when I put the boys to task at trying to guess the lines for week eight of the NFL. So the first game, we've got the Falcons at the Panthers.
2: Falcons at the Panthers. Uh, Panthers put in a pretty good showing against the Saints, by the way. Teddy hasn't been going too bad. I'm going to say uh, Panthers
1: about four and a half. Um, I was going to go Panthers minus two and a half. Um, Craig's already seen the line, so maybe he can just give us his tip for the games as we go through. That's a good idea. Okay, I
3: thought Falcons might do all right here. Uh, at, the, at this point. I might take them at three and a half.
0: No worries. So you're going to take Panthers at three and a half.
3: Bel- uh, Falcons three and a half. Oh yeah, plus plus three,
0: and half. three and a half. Yeah. Yep, yep. No worries. Well, Woody got it bang on the money from the figures I got, which was minus two and a half.
1: Panthers, two and a half. We've got different figures. Yeah, yeah I've I got All the right, figures.
2: We're going, we're going on Tim's laws. Uh, <laughs>
3: different, different books, look out. All
1: right.
0: Well, it might, it might pay, Craig, to have a go at the next one, seeing if I've got different figures.
3: All right, that's good.
0: All right. So we've got the Colts at the Lions.
2: Oh, Ooh, the Colts at the Lions. Uh, this should be over Um, over under how many picks does Rivers throw?
1: Uh, three would Ooh. be my... My line yeah,
2: yeah. Okay. He's always um, he's always good for at least three picks. Colts uh, 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 oh, Yeah, I'm going to say colts. I'm going to say uh, colts
1: one and a half. I was going to say colts one and a half, but I'll 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 ramp it up to two and a half just to be different.
3: I, I think, from memory, it's one and a half colts.
1: Yeah, I reckon it would be. Well, what would you say, Woody? I said two and a half. Bang on it. So that's double points for bang on isn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, you're on four. He
2: was, on, he was bang on it, wasn't he? Oh, yeah,
0: all right, all right. Next game. Up to this. Um, and I got them off CBS. Um, that's fine. do no not matter where you got off CBS, no? They're, they're I'm, always, I'm, so.
1: I'm happy with the results so far. We'll <laughs> keep going.
2: Vikings at Packers. Uh, Vikings at Packers. Um, for sporting on double figures, I think. I'm going to say the Packers by 11.
1: I'm going Packers 8.5. Great.
3: That's Packers seven and a
0: half. Guys oh, go again. Use a boat. All of you're over and We're all price, over. We price are. is right rules. You gotta bid again. So yeah. Jeremy. All
2: right.
1: Uh, okay, Packers five and a half. Um, Packers three and a half. Craig?
3: It has to be It has to be five, six and a half.
0: Craig, you're bang on it. He's on he's on the
2: board. On the board. No, isn't. <laughs> Patriots at Bills. <clears throat> um, yeah, Patriots are not going well, are <laughs> they? I'll take the Bills four and a half. Yeah. I had the Bills I the Bills by uh, yeah, five and a half to me. Craig?
3: Yeah. Patriots five and a half. Everyone bid again,
2: please. Over. Oh, it's tight, is it? Okay. I've got to say the Bills, uh, two and a half. Oh,
1: Bills, one,
3: minus one. Great. It has to be lower. Patriots, three and a half.
0: He's bang on it again. Patriots are
3: favourite.
0: Oh, it's minus three and a
1: half. Yeah, so Patriots are favourite. Yeah. Wow, that surprises me.
3: All right, The Pets favourites, aren't they? Oh, there you go. Buffalo's favourite. Yeah, yeah. Sure what I so. yeah, yeah, the Bills are at home.
0: It says minus three and a half. So oh, it yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're all right. Because remember, the team first is away.
2: Three yeah, three yeah. Yeah. Titans at um, Bengals. Uh, let's say Titans and 9. I'm not going to oh. go that high. I'm only going to go four and a half.
3: Ooh, Craig? I remember it. I think it's Titans, four and a half.
0: So we've got two four and that, a half. That's what
3: I said. You can't just copy me. Oh, well, I can't. <laughs> okay, um... I'll go then. Titans, five and a
1: half. Craig's bang on it again. Oh, really? uh,
0: <laughs> I'm going terrible, huh? Uh, we'll just recap the scores. We've got Woody on four and Craig on six. On and Jeremy hasn't hit worried the scoreboard. Uh, Raiders at
2: Browns. Raiders at the Browns. This will be a tight one. It will be a tight one. I'm going to say uh, uh, Browns, two and a
1: half. If the Raiders didn't put up such a short, poor showing this week, they might have been favourites. But um, I'll just go to Browns, one and a half.
3: Browns, three and a half.
0: Okay. Sorry, boys. Jeremy's on the board with an exact
1: two and a half. Oh, there you go. Uh, We've got the Jets at the Chiefs. I'm going to go Chiefs. Oh, good Lord. Obviously. Good Lord. I reckon we could be murder. Savagery. I'm, I'm going to go 17 and a half. I reckon it's going to be a big, big line. That's
0: almost um, Neil Diamond. Good Lord. Look, I'll give it a big line, but I won't go quite as big.
3: I'll
2: say 13 and a half. Craig?
3: I saw the head-to-head on this, and I don't think the lines are that bad. 11 and a half.
0: Now, what did you say, Woody? 17 and a half. Woody's got it. For one point, it was 19 and a half.
2: <laughs> oh, good oh.
0: lord. <laughs> That's Neil Donna.
2: Good lord. Good lord. All right. Rams at Dolphins. Uh, yes, it's the tour show, isn't it? So the Rams, look, the Rams would be favoured. I'm um, going to say Rams is six and a half. Woody? Oh, I was going to go five and a half. And
3: Craig? I'm going to go seven and a half.
0: Can we all bid again? <laughs> We're all over, are we? Okay, well,
2: Reb's at three.
3: So it's higher or lower? lower? Lower. If I
0: say go again, it means you're, you're all above.
3: All above. Ugh. Yeah. So oh, Woody, I'll
1: just go two and a half, two and a
0: half, Two and a half. And Craig?
3: I'll go four and a half.
0: Unfortunately, Jeremy's on the board again. He said three. It's three and a half. We.
3: For 146 and 270,
1: man. It doesn't make sense, does it? No. Go figure. All <laughs> oh, right,
0: Steelers at Ravens.
2: Uh, Steelers at Ravens. This, is, this will is be a classic, good game. Really good game. I'm, a, I'm not... Uh, you, uh, will the Steelers be favoured here? No, uh, sorry. No, I'm going to go Ravens. Uh, Ravens one.
1: I'm going Steelers minus one and a half.
3: Craig... Ravens,
0: three and a half. Wow. Well, I feel like Eddie Maguire. I should, should actually make his go for an ad break and I'll tell you at the ad break <laughs> whether you're right or you're wrong. But I won't. Craig, spot on. Three and a half.
2: That's a bit much, I reckon. I, th- I would have thought it'd be really close here. Yeah. Don't argue with our prices,
0: please. No, no, no. I'm, All not, right. I'm just We're arguing.
1: Going. <laughs> just arguing the scorekeeper.
0: Uh, we've got the uh, Chargers at Broncos. Let's reverse it. Craig, you go first.
3: Uh, charges four and a half.
1: Four and a half. Woody. Yeah, Chargers three and a half for me. Jeremy. Uh, charges four and a half. That's already
2: taken. Oh, oh, sorry. I wasn't listening. So, I've got three and a half.
1: Craig's got four and a
2: half. Okay. Uh, I'll go two and a half.
0: Jeremy's got it. It was three. He's
1: got it by default. But anyway. Yeah. The points we'll take point. that. We'll take it. Points no,
0: points. I mean, <laughs> two two best no, points. But under the price of rights right rules, I'd right. say bid again because he's already bid <laughs> the same price as someone no, no, else. No, no, that, that, that's fine. Saints at the Bears. And we'll go Craig.
2: Saints wouldn't be Monty. Five
3: and a half.
1: Five and a half for Craig. Yeah, I'm going to go Saints three and a half. All right, yeah. Jeremy. Um, I'm half
2: a half less than Woody. I'm going to go Saints three. Let's bid again, Craig. you <laughs> well, can't be. Much. You're all over, obviously. Can't, can't be Can't be much. Can't
1: be much in it then. Much than that.
3: Um, let's be Saints two and a half.
1: I'm going to go one and a half. Yeah. You'll have to split in the middle. Yeah, you? You can just go two.
0: Yeah, Craig gets two points because it was two and a half. All right, I'll mix it up. I'll give Woody <laughs> first, first bit on this one.
2: Um, 49ers at Seahawks. I
1: don't
2: even know who would be favorite. No, um, uh, no, I don't think so. I think Seattle. I think I'll take
1: Seattle one and a
2: half. I'm going to say t- Seattle at three. And Craig?
3: two and
0: a half. Jeremy's right on the knocker. That was three. What right. Woody, you can go again, and this is an interesting game. Cowboys at Eagles. Oh.
1: What was it, rule? <laughs> See, even if crowds were allowed at games, would anyone walk up to this? <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> um,
3: that. At at, at, Philly? at at Philadelphia.
1: It's, yeah, it's, at, at, Lincoln, no. it's at Lincoln Field, what? yeah.
3: There'll be more actions in the punch-ons. Have you seen those at Philly?
1: No, they're a quality bunch down there, aren't they?
3: Oh, they had a, they had a punch-on in the first game. They're allowed to have a crowd. <laughs>
2: That's
1: um, like your Port Adelaide. I'm going to take Philly three and a half. Uh, I'm going to take,
2: yeah, Philly
3: at four. Great. Oh. I've come up on it yet Philly Two and a half
0: Now I'll, I'll just say I had to actually go from the site Which was a CBS site To Sportsbook to get the figure on this one Because CBS said um, something about the boards uh,
1: They probably said don't waste your time
0: Pretty much is what they were implying yeah.
1: So what did you say Woody? I said Philly three and a half
0: Alright what did you say two, Jez? I said four. And what did you say Craig? Five and five. Two and a half Oh, so, uh, Jeremy gets it. It was seven and a half. Really?
3: That, that's ridiculous. Uh, but they must know who's playing. Well, at Dallas? actually,
1: yeah, Dalton probably won't even line up, will he? No, I don't think Dalton's playing. They're going to they have their third string. Did you actually see the Cowboys game last week, Craig?
3: Uh, I saw some of it. So you I see, did you,
1: did you see when Dalton got knocked
3: out? Yeah, I saw that.
1: Like so, so they then bring in their third-choice quarterback. He, his, yeah. first, his first pass is a 31-yard completion. <laughs> and then he gets sacked two times for a loss of 16.
3: Oh, know. <laughs> <laughs> the poor guy. The poor dude. I mean, really. He's I mean, thinking to himself, yes, mum and dad are sitting at home. Yes, go boy. Crunch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our final game, Buccaneers at Giants.
1: Bucks by plenty.
0: Oh, well, that's not that's half. not going to win you anything in this,
1: is it? Um, bucks thirteen and a half. So bucks twelve. I would
3: say, because you normally put seven. It's at the Giants. Yeah. I would say bucks eight and a half.
0: Well, Craig gets a one point because it's ten and a half. Now I'll just add up the tallies and we'll see who's got it. Wow, interesting. In last place, Woody on five.
2: Oh, wasn't me, Here there you go.
0: <laughs> In second last place, or second, depending on how you look at it, Jeremy on seven. And our guest for the evening on 11, Craig. Oh,
2: Lord, I would hope so for someone who's oh. uh, had a sneak peek at some loins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm
1: just going to say, like, we appreciate you coming on, Cade. But if you're going to make a habit of doing this stuff, you might have done two shows so tonight. Say, you, you're show. first and you're last it. with us. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I can see a black band coming on real soon. I'll yeah, get in. Yeah, yeah. That's
1: what I mean. You've, you've done two shows with us tonight. Your first one and your last one. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, so I get it. What do you get? The Mercedes Benz. I win uh, a Mercedes Benz windscreen wiper. Like the old <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep
1: an eye on the mail. Keep sure. an eye on <laughs>
0: Actually, I, I could say something, um, but um, due to us being politically correct on this podcast, I won't say what you've won. Um, I certainly won't um, because it might offend someone that might listen. But anyway, <laughs> I'll uh, leave it at that. Um, yet again, I'd like to thank Craig for joining us and um, also thank our two regular experts on the NFL Jeremy and Woody. They're
1: experts. We've just been showing up and you're calling us experts. That's good.
2: Well, you know. I I do take some solace in there. Yeah.
0: Yes, no worries. So anyway, hopefully everyone will tune in in November where we may have something special teed up again. Anyway, it's uh, hooroo from everyone and stay safe.